What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Savage, and welcome to the Persuasion School podcast. It has been some time. Several weeks since I released the last episode. I say several because I don't really want to see how many weeks exactly. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'll feel uh, defeated. But hey, doesn't matter. We're back on track. It has been a crazy season. The reason that it's been uh, so long since I released the last episode was because I have spent the past 10 months training for an Ironman triathlon and uh, actually ran it or swam, bike and ran it uh, on the 4th of October. And it was an absolute blast. Finished in 15 hours, 4 minutes. You didn't ask, but I figured I would tell you. It does actually tie into today's episode, so there's a reasoning for it. But anyways, training got insane towards the end, and um, I just couldn't juggle doing everything. So whatever, we're here now. Stoked about it because I've got some fun stuff to talk about uh, that pertains directly to being more persuasive, and it's connected with the Iron Man, so I'm going to wrap it all together. Just you wait. Um, So also, normally in the beginning... I will mention what I do for a living and how that pertains to persuasive communication. For everybody, a lot of information. If if this is <laughs> if this is your first time here, hang tight. It will be worth it. Uh, I'm a salesman by trade, sales leader by trade. I've been uh, in the world of sales for about 13 years now. Got my start actually in high school as a door to door sales rep. And I knocked on doors throughout high school, college, and after college. I, I knocked on just a, a, almost 100,000 doors over the course of seven years, which was a ton of fun just getting to experience all of that rejection, overcoming the fear of rejection, identifying people's wants, needs, and goals, and how I can best uh, align what it is I'm offering in a way that meets those goals. Uh, so anyways, that, w- that was a great experience for those seven years. And then from there, I transitioned into a startup called Basemakers. And we are an outsourced sales team for emuj- em- emuj- emerging food and beverage brands. And for the last six years at Basemakers, I've helped build the company with a handful of other amazing people. And I have spent the majority of my time training individuals how to sell, how to be more persuasive for the brands that we work with. And um, I've loved every minute of it. And so now I do the same with this podcast, getting to teach people how to be more persuasive through their communication, whether you are in sales or you are in fundraising for a nonprofit or for some political campaign, which is obviously hot right now, uh, or maybe you're just trying to get your kids to listen to you, whatever it is, um, this is the place to come and learn how to be a little bit more persuasive. And we usually just focus on one nugget at a time, just something that's bite-sized, easily digestible, and something that's actionable. So everything that we discuss on this podcast, uh, the goal is for you to be able to use it immediately after you finish the episode in your everyday life. So that's going to translate into what we're talking about today, which is confidence. So let's backtrack a little bit to this Iron Man. Um, one of the main reasons why I did it, well, for one, I had somebody uh, invite me to participate, a good friend of mine who, after getting me to sign up, later <laughs> decided not to join us. Uh, so that's cool. Won't say his name, but his initials are Charlie Mann. So anyways, um, 
Yeah, I was invited to join, but I, I probably would not have even considered it had I not taken this course in, I believe it was May of last year. And the course is called Compete to Create. And it was put together by two people. One is a high-performance psychologist named Michael Gervais. He's got a great podcast called Finding Mastery. I highly recommend. And then his partner is Pete Carroll, who's the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So the two of them came together to create this mindset course. And I took it along with a couple other uh, co-workers at Basemakers last year. And so there were multiple lessons throughout the course, but one stood out to me and I think changed my life. It certainly changed my perspective on confidence. And as we all know, you absolutely need confidence when it comes to being persuasive. Sales is a transference of emotion. It's the same in fundraising. And if you're not confident about what it is that you're offering, we cannot expect uh, our audience to be confident about it either. So what I'm going to discuss today is something that I pulled straight from this course. I want to make that clear. This was not something I created. It comes from the other mindset course, Compete to Create. You can Google that. They also turned it into an audiobook, so you can find it on Audible. Again, that's Compete to Create from Michael Gervais and Pete Carroll. So anyways, I took that course, and uh, the whole premise on this confidence lesson it comes from science, and they essentially found after researching that confidence comes not from our past successes, but from what we tell ourselves. And this is after working with tons of Olympians and pro athletes and uh, just top performers in across multiple categories. Again, confidence comes not from our past successes, but only from what we tell ourselves. So I take this course and I learn how confidence works, what's happening inside of our minds uh, in order for us to feel confident and operate at our best. And then my buddy Charlie invites uh, me and another friend, Sean, to join this Ironman with him. And because I had taken this course, I felt now is the time for me to put this lesson on confidence to the test. Is this really true? Can I apply what I learned? So sure enough, I decided to go for it. And I, I followed what I had learned during the course, you know, throughout the 10 months of training. And I had, I didn't own a bike at the time and had very limited cycling experience. I had never ran a marathon. I had only ever run a half marathon. And I had never, believe it or not, jumped into a pool to swim laps or just to swim. Only just jump off the diving board and, uh, and mess around. So I had never gone swimming in a pool for exercise. So just following what I learned from this course, I thought, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility. It is within reach. It's just kind of a wild idea. But if confidence doesn't come from past successes, you know, I've never done a marathon. I've, I hadn't done any of those other things that would qualify me for an Ironman. Most people would probably say, and I think I would have said, there's no way I'm going to do this. This is ridiculous. But uh, with this new understanding and new definition of confidence, I thought, you know, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to tell myself I am capable. And then sure enough, finish the entire thing. Uh, again, if, if you're not sure what an Ironman is, it's a 2.4-mile swim and then a 112-mile bike ride. And you finish that off with a marathon run, so 26.2 miles. And you have to do this all in under 17 hours to not be disqualified. So quite the event for one day but let's go ahead and jump in 
into how confidence works. This is what I wanted to share with everybody and this will uh, translate directly into your lives or careers as a persuasive communicator. So essentially, this is what we wanna focus on today. There are three different camps, we'll call them camps, inside of our minds. And this is, this is again how confidence works according to science and what's happening in our brain. So I want you to picture a triangle right now. The bottom left corner of the triangle is called negative mind. The bottom right of the triangle is called positive mind. And the top of the triangle is called no mind. Okay, so the negative mind state, we're familiar with this. This is just negative thoughts. It's constrictive thoughts. We're we're tearing ourselves apart. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have what it takes. They don't want to buy from me. They don't want to listen to me, whatever it is. This is the negative mindset. Positive mindset, obviously the opposite of that, right? I do have what it takes. I'm capable. I know I can do this. That, That one's pretty obvious. And then no mind, another term for this is the flow state, and, and a lot of us may have heard this before. This is when we're operating in a state of mind where there are no other thoughts, kind of like what you're trying to achieve through meditation. So just no thoughts are occurring. We are just locked into the present moment. We're in the zone and we're extremely laser focused on what it is we're trying to achieve. And this is when we can perform at our best. And it is not easy to get there. You know, even when Michael Gervais and Pete Carroll were interviewing uh, top performers and Olympians on how confident they feel during their performance, a lot of the answers came back around six or seven. So even even world-class performers struggle getting into this flow state. But there is a four-step process to get there, and that's what I wanted to share with everybody today. So again, let me just re, re, repaint this picture here. We've got the triangle. This is what's going on in our head uh, as it pertains to confidence. Bottom left is negative mind. We're in a negative mind state. Bottom right is positive mind. And at the top is no mind or the flow state. All right, so obviously we want to get to the flow state where we can perform at our best, but we spend the majority of our time in a negative mind state. Most of us do. And... Again, this is based off of the science, really what's happening inside of our brains. There is no direct path from the negative mindset to the no mindset at the top or the flow state. We can't just, you know, as they say, their analogy, we can't just wake up at 730 in the morning and say, boom, I'm going to the flow state and I'm going to get some stuff done. Does not work like that. The only way that we can get into the flow state is by spending more time in the positive mindset because the how we move into the flow state is a an accidental and subconscious transition so we spend time in the positive mindset and then from there we will subconsciously slip up into the flow state or up into no mind we cannot force ourselves to go there it's somewhat accidental and it's subconscious we slip up and we're just there into this into this flow state So if we want to be in the flow state more often, the only way to do that is for us to spend more time in the positive mind uh, state or camp. We have to get into the positive mind more often in order for us to transition up into the no mind camp or that flow state. So here's how we do it. We can't just give ourselves, feed ourselves a bunch of positive thoughts. It doesn't always work. And you may have tried that before, but inevitably those negative thoughts start to creep back in. So here's the four-step process that is recommended from Compete to Create. First 
is recognize the negative thought. So a lot of us seem simple, but a lot of us have negative thoughts all day long and we're not even paying attention. They're just tearing us down and eating away at our confidence and we're not even sure. So this the first step is to recognize when you're in a negative mind state. The second step, we're not just gonna jump over to positive. The second step before we do that is to challenge that negative thought. And we do that by asking ourselves, is this true 100% of the time? Usually the answer is no, right? Am I? A big thing for me has always been I'm not smart enough. I think it's because it took me nine years to get a degree, and it just was always one of those things that was kind of looming over my head that I didn't have one, and uh, it was just always kind of this this uh, thought popping up. You're not smart enough. You're not smart enough. Um, so that's my, my personal negative thought that jumps in most of the time. So I can't just say I am smart enough and then go into the flow state. I've got to recognize the negative thought, and then I need to challenge the negative thought by asking myself, is that true 100% of the time? And usually the answer will be no. So step one, recognize the negative thought. Step two, challenge the negative thought by asking yourself, is this true 100% of the time? Step three is to introduce the positive thought So that one's pretty simple. We're going to introduce the positive thought. But step four is the kicker. This is what makes the difference. Step four is to create what they call an epic thought list. And this this list is three reasons that give you the right to say the positive thought. And here's the point. If you just say, if you just introduce a positive thought, Uh, and not really plant any roots or set an anchor down, it's only a matter of time, a short matter of time, before we drift back over into that negative mindset. And again, if we want to get into the flow state, we have to spend more time in the positive mindset for that subconscious and accidental transition to occur. So again, step four is to list three reasons that give you the right to say that positive thought. Voice crack. It is, uh, it's got to be factual. It has to be grounded in truth for you to be able to set the anchor down in the positive mindset so that you can spend enough time there to have that transition up into the flow state or to the no mind state. And in the course, Mike uses a great analogy, which I'll share. He says, you know, for example, if, if um, Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali were to walk into the room, you couldn't just uh, give yourself this positive thought, oh, I'm going to go ahead and knock him out. Right. At least I couldn't. I have zero boxing experience, uh, so it would not be realistic for me to have a a, a positive thought like that. Uh, You would need to have three reasons that give you the right that serve as backup for why you can say that positive thought. So that's step four. So step one, recognize the negative thought. Step two, challenge the negative thought by asking yourself, is that true 100 percent of the time? Step three, introduce the positive thought. And step four, create your epic thought list. I They recommend, and I also highly recommend and reinforce, reinforce that you should write these three, to physically write these three reasons down. Physically write these three reasons down that give you the right to say your positive thought. The act of just writing it down is going to solidify those three reasons to you and serve as a a strong anchor to keep you in that positive mindset 
long enough for you to have the accidental and subconscious transition up into the flow state. And that way you can spend more time in the flow state and perform at your best more often. So give this a shot. This is again how confidence works. That's the four-step process from compete to create. Recognize the negative thought, challenge the negative thought, introduce the positive thought, write down your epic thought list. I recommend doing this before your next meeting. If you're in sales and you've got a meeting coming up or you're in fundraising and you've got a meeting coming up and it is your job to try to secure more revenue or sell what it is that your your company provides and confidence is an issue for you, especially if you're meeting with someone of higher status or of importance or whatever it is, sit down and go through this process. Make sure that you're in a positive mindset before entering into that meeting and there's a good chance that you're gonna slip up into the flow state and really lock in and get in the zone and do what you need to do and execute. So give this a shot. Let me know how it goes. Again, I highly recommend checking out the course. It is 500 bucks, or at least it was last year when I took it, and worth every single penny. But you can also get the audiobook, which is probably a lot less than 500 bucks. It's called Compete to Create by Michael Gervais and Pete Carroll. Guys, if you're looking for any more information on persuasive communication or sales, fundraising, whatever, find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. It's at It's Jake Savage. You could also just send me an email directly to jake at jakesavage.co. 